0: now welcome to the cattoons podcast i'm your host katherine corelli On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Cattoons Podcast. Welcome to the show. Today is the 12th episode of this podcast, and um, I'm going to be talking about a song called Jennifer and Jane from the I Tell You What album, which was released on January 6th, 2021. So, if you have listened to the previous episodes, you would know what kind of time did I live in, and you probably heard about The Basement, about that brief period of time, roughly two months in spring 2021. Yes, 2008. In spring 2008, when I've lived out of a basement. It was quite a terminus time, there was a lot of stuff going on, but the contents of this song actually, surprisingly, does not fully pertain to that period of time. Something happened during that time, I heard a story, and that's why I've written this song. So, um, as I was living out of the basement, I was living with my brother, with one of my brothers, and another brother of mine, he sort of moved in and then he moved out, he was sort of in between places. So that brother, who I lived with at the time, out of that basement, he had quite a troubled life too, and I'm guessing in retrospect, I was guessing he was coping with the loss of our mother uh, his way, and he was sort of in between everything and not quite organized, not quite Getting a firm handle on on what is he gonna become in his life and where is he gonna go with that? Etc, etc, etc. So he was sort of exploring and he was hanging out in gay bars a lot and um, He had like Friends, friends, let's put it this way. He had various friends and acquaintances and um, something happened in May that year uh one evening he came back he returned from somewhere god only knows where he returned from and uh he told me this story about that uh somewhere near the subway station in the center of moscow called Pushkinskaya. somewhere around there there was an incident now that area in the center of moscow Pushkinsky square was a favorite Place for, like, LGBT-whatever folks to congregate. Uh, mostly I'm guessing lesbians, gays perhaps too. I was never hanging out there, I've never been interested, it's not my thing, so I never really paid attention. But my brother, he knew something about it, and so he comes back home, well, back to the basement, one evening, and he tells me a story about that there were two girls who were there at that square and then they were basically just going home Down a boulevard And they turned into a, you know, sort of a darker alley And there was a group of street thugs, you know, the so-called Gopniks uh, Gopniki, Who assaulted them I'm guessing because the girls looked like they were lesbians And uh, the guys didn't like it And they picked on them And they've raped them and they've beaten them up really bad My brother told me this story because he heard it from a friend of a buddy of an acquaintance of whomever and then that story also surfaced somewhere on the internet because, well, among I'm guessing the lesbian, gay, whatever community, which I was not part of, but it appeared that that was a legit story, so I don't know the accurate details, I don't know how did that evening exactly go down for these two girls, but from what I've learned at the time, it was a gruesome incident, because one of these girls had an injury of her skull, uh, smashed against the concrete, basically. Both of them got hospitalized, and both of them had, like, broken ribs, one of them had a broken wrist, or something along those lines, and one of them had uh, concoctions on the head. And uh, what exactly happened? What were their names? I have no clue. But it appears that that was a real story, so at the time when my brother told me about what happened, well, I felt really bad for these girls. I wasn't ever part of any LGB whatever community or association or organization or community or anything like that at all. I've never been hanging out with LGBT people in like clubs, I never had buddies or friends like that, and I've never been interested I've been interested only in straight guys and I was basically just navigating solo (laughs) through, uh, through the dating world and handling things on my own, so I wasn't part of anything and I didn't have like a network of people who would verify that for me and tell me was that real or was it not real was it blown out of proportion or whatever, but at the time I felt really bad for these two girls. Not on, not because, not necessarily because they were lesbians or something, but because it just felt horrible. It felt horrible and it felt just so wrong, like, why should that be some sort of issue? Why would two people get jumped by a crowd of thugs, you know, girls? That's just nasty, and they got beaten up so bad they got hospitalized and I don't know what what came out of that and what happened to them, like, are they okay? Did they survive? Then i sort of forgotten about that story because my life was a mess, you know, and um, there were plenty of things going on. However, that evening I had an idea for a song. It was just a melody that emerged in my mind and I sort of, I was working on something anyways and I had this chord progression that I was writing out but the BPM was sort of a little slower. And when I heard this story, I heard this melody inside, and the melody was sort of tragic. It was um, intense. There was plenty of tension in it, and it was painful. So, when I heard this melody, I thought to myself, huh, actually, you know what? Maybe I can try to marry this melody to this chord sequence that I have right here, and then... I figured that the BPM is too slow, so I had to ramp it up, and so I have basically adjusted whatever I was working on, and that was just like eight bars, maybe, eight 16 bars of whatever I was sketching out, but when this melody came, it actually changed everything, and all of a sudden, it was a full-blown song, but that was not all, because this is where the song started, but I didn't have verses, I didn't know what kind of melody is gonna be going on there, and I didn't know what am I, how am I going to word what happened, because I didn't want to write, like, a gruesome uh, song. No. I wanted to write something simple, and I wanted to hint at things that happened, and I wanted to generalize, and I wanted to hint in a very subtle way. So as a template for the lyrics for Jennifer and Jane, I've used a piece by Alan Milne, one of the pieces that I loved a lot when I was a little kid. And the original piece by Alan Milne was called Where is Anne? It's a beautiful piece of poetry. And I thought that I would just quote it and um, replace the words a little bit and um, let people guess if anybody at all will see that this is, a, in fact, a piece of poetry by Alan Milne, which I have adapted, rephrased, and sort of remixed to fit my song. Because the original poem by Alan Milne was very touching, it was very romantic. And the original lines, let me me show you at least the first verse, the original poem went like this. Where is Anne? Head among the buttercups, walking by the stream, head among the buttercups. Where is Anne? Walking with her man, lost in a dream, lost among the buttercups. It stuck in my mind when I was a little kid how romantic that was, and I wanted to be that girl. I wanted to be Anne. And I was wondering what it's like to walk with a man among the buttercups. And so, I remembered that piece of poetry, and it was something that I kept very closely to my heart, something very dear to me from my childhood. So, And so, I wanted this song to come rather from a place of innocence, rather than coming from the other end. Because yes, sure, I could have written it out in gruesome detail and focused on that and went from that end from a darker end. But I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to make it into like a metal song or anything like that. And I didn't want to start with explicit gruesome details of the event. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to underline the other aspect of it while Also, obviously approaching the tragic event itself, and so I did it from the other end I took the original poem by Alan Milne and I've transformed it Which is a very rare occasion because I normally never do anything like this But this was a that exact rare occasion when I felt that it's appropriate I have transformed it to match the story that I wanted to tell and so let's read through the lyrics, shall we? So, my version goes on like this. Where is Jane? Head among the buttercups, walking by the stream, head among the buttercups. Where is Jane? Walking with her dame, lost in a dream, lost among the buttercups. What has she got in that curly brown head? Wonderful thoughts that can never be said. What has she got in that firm little fist of hers? Somebody's hand, and it feels like Jennifer's. Unhappily, in the end of the day, A couple of bastards stepped into their way, wanted to fuck them. And when the girls refused to screw, they've beaten them down and raped them right on the ground. Then there's the middle section. Just resist, hold on, survive. You must resist. Got to survive. Just resist, hold on, survive. You must resist. Got to survive. And that is not an extension of Alan Milne's poem. This is something that I've written on top of that. And then there's the ending section that goes you've got to get up, resist, you've got to get up, hold on, you've got to get up, survive, you've got to get up, get up. Where is Jane? It concludes, I'm getting back to that Milnish, you could say Milne-esque, uh, simplistic way of saying things. I conclude the song with that. Where is Jane? Close to her dame, brown head, gold head, bleeding in the buttercups. But once again, Jennifer and Jane will walk around hand in hand in and out the buttercups. And it repeats, and it repeats, and it repeats, where is Jane, close to her dame, brown head, gold head, bleeding in the buttercups. But once again, Jennifer and Jane will walk around hand in hand, and in and out the buttercups. Just resist, hold on, survive. This is the very, very end of the song. Just resist, hold on, survive. These three lines, they conclude the entire story. So, as you can see, I basically used Alan Milne's original poem called Where is Anne? I've used it as a vehicle to tell this story. And, mind you, at the time I didn't mean it as anything edgy, like I am trying to support LGBT people or anything. No, it wasn't about that. I've heard this story and I felt so bad for these girls, who perhaps were trying to, you know, explore something, they were trying to, you know, find themselves out, and uh, maybe, they were, maybe they were just friends. Maybe they weren't lesbians, who knows? I don't know, were they even in a relationship? I have no clue. Maybe they weren't. But it was just nasty how they got attacked, they got raped, and they got beaten up really bad to the extent that they got hospitalized. Holy cow, Moscow is sometimes a really dangerous city. And I think it used to be that way back in the 90s, it used to be that way in the 2000s, perhaps to a lesser extent and I'm just guessing that it's probably the same story now. And yes, there are certain things that you better not do in the open because you might get jumped and you might get beaten up. So once again, I don't know precisely the details of this event, I've heard it from my brother who told me that story back in spring 2008. I don't know the real names of these girls, I don't know if they're even alive. So with this being said, Let's get to the music analysis, shall we? So, let's get to the music analysis of Jennifer and Jane. And first of all, this song is in a very odd key. It is in B-flat minor. Why did I compose it in B-flat minor? I honestly do not remember. Probably there was a reason, maybe it was, um, I don't know, just because I love the color of this key, even though it's grossly uncomfortable for, like, playing on string instruments like guitar and uh, cello and whatever string instrument. It's uh, very atypical choice of a key for a song. However, back then, when I was working on the I Tell You What classic album, and I was writing the song, I really didn't care that much for the key because it was all synthetic, it was all electronic, so I didn't have to worry and uh, I was at liberty to use whatever key I wanted. And so I have picked a darker key Because B-flat minor certainly sounds darker. You know what I'm saying. So, and I wanted to make it sort of muddy and sort of clanky and sort of disturbed. And uh, while on the surface the lyrics sound pretty innocent until it hits you that we're talking about some really gruesome things and gruesome events, So on the surface it's very innocent, and that's why I've utilized Alan Milne's uh, original poem, Where is Anne, as a vehicle, for this song. But in the music, I actually actually wanted the music to be rather tragic, but upbeat, because these things are like two contrasting emotions. So I picked a higher BPM, but the chord progression is pretty tragic, let's put it this way. So there is a B flat minor, then there is an F major on the A base, it's an inversion basically, then there is a, a G flat mage or G flat major plus seven. And then there is the first verse and here's what's happening. Where is G? Walking by the stream, head among the buttercups. Where is Jane? Walking with her tail, lost in a dream, lost among the buttercups. So, what's going on there? There is a B flat minor, an F, an F major dominant seven. flat major not exactly but along those lines G flat major plus seven F major B flat minor again an inversion of F of F major G flat major plus seven. It's underlining the melody. A last in a A last in a tree. lost last among the buttercups. A last on F major. F major. Mand and cups, B flat minor, and then there is a fancy melody that happens in the modern version. Da- So this is, this bridge sequence is in fact something that is going to be used later for the hook. It's a B flat minor, again F major. This is a tie that happens all the time throughout the song because we're underlying, we're highlighting the harmonic minor. So it's a B flat minor, F major, then it's an A flat major. Bum. However, the melody goes across that. major, then there is a brief F minor, inversion of F major, E flat minor, and then there is a G flat minor minor, plus seven. That's what it is. And then we're going into the next verse. And the next verse, harmonically and melodically, is basically replicating the first verse. So there is nothing new going on. And then after the second verse, we are in the middle section, where It sings, just resist, hold on, survive. And it's a very quiet part. What's going on there? There is a B-flat minor. Just resist, hold on, survive, you must. B-flat minor. Hold on, D-flat major. G flat major plus seven. Survive. This is an E flat minor seven nine. And it's it's highlighted in the melody because the chord below in the arrangement in the instruments is a seven, but because of the melody. Then on the second pass, there is B flat minor, D flat major, G flat major plus seven, and then there is this odd chord, and that's an A, that's an A major plus seven, or A major seven. And then there is the next part, which is, in in fact, the last big part, and that is uh, the hook, which all of a sudden appears, and it's very repetitive, there are the lines that repeat themselves over and over again, and the melody essentially remains the same. The only difference that it makes is that this is a build-up, and is deliberately written this way, so that this melody, this main melody that we're holding back all of this time, it finally appears, it finally shows up. And then the chord progression is the same, exactly, until the very end. The chord sequence that is going to be the backbone for this concluding last part and for this whole build up. On top of that, there is a melody Where is Jane close to her dame? Brown and golden, bleeding in the buttercups. But once again, Jennifer and Jane will walk around hand in hand, in and now the butter comes what's going on there so that's basically the melody and pardon me guys i'm not exactly very warmed up today i've already recorded a cat talk video so i'm a little shot plus honestly i've never ever played this song on piano before none of these songs were composed on a musical instrument i wasn't like playing a musical instrument and singing them at the same time i was composing them in my head then recording them, and then I was singing vocals separately while not being distracted playing keyboards. You see what I'm saying? So, pardon me for, you know, for being pitchy and uh, having to look out for, you know, precisely playing the chords, and all of that jazz. So, what's going on here? So, it's a B-flat minor again. F major then there is an A flat major that almost sounds like an F minor honestly like an inversion of an F minor then a G flat major plus 7 or major 7 Major back to B flat minor F major seven inversion G flat major plus seven D flat major E flat minor So the melody is deliberately, it sounds, and it came naturally, guys, I wasn't deliberately making it up into uh, a specific flavor, it just came like that, it sounds tragic, it sounds very tense, there's plenty of tension because of this half tone, because it's a harmonic minor, you see what I'm saying? And so it just, it has this almost like an Arabic or Armenian flavor to it. Plus, it's underlined, sort of highlighted by the fact that in the modern version of the song, it's played, I've played it on my acoustic baritone guitar, whose name is Loth, and I've played it deliberately in a sort of Hispanic fashion. Hispanic slash Middle Eastern, you could say. I don't know for what reason, I just felt that that is the most appropriate thing to do. That I w- I heard it that way and I want it to be that way, and I don't have any other explanation for that. You know, guys, I don't I don't know where does music come to me from. It just comes. Alright? So, that's how it is. And um, the song concludes with a quiet outro, which basically repeats the same chords that we've already explored in this song. There's nothing new. <laughs> This conclusion to the song, this milder outro, basically utilizes the same exact chord sequence that is used on the hook, on this uh, build-up section, you could say. And uh, the melody on top... Just resist, hold on, survive... I'm not entirely certain that I'll be able to pull off the higher notes if I sing it an octave higher, so I'm just demonstrating lower. this little melody appears as a backing vocal, as a back melody, underneath this last uh, build-up section. So it's there for a reason. It's not really anything new. It's the repetition of what you've already heard. So basically, guys, this is the analysis of uh, Jennifer and Jane. And um, let's move on to the next section, shall we? Now that I've told you the story of uh, Jennifer and Jane, where does this song come from, why was it written, and I've sort of laid out the simple music analysis of this song, I should say that it sits in the very end of the album for a reason, as you can see. It did not really belong somewhere in the beginning, it would be too much of a statement, and it it wouldn't have been attached directly to anything that happened to me at the time. It wasn't my story, it didn't happen to me, it happened to someone else. Sure enough, I was deeply moved by this story, and I wanted to write about this, and that was something that happened at the time, but I didn't feel like it really belongs in the very beginning, as an opening track or even in the first half of the album. I wanted to preserve this rather tragic song, I think, rather tragic song, I wanted to preserve it for the last, basically, last quarter. Of this album one might speculate that this song doesn't really belong in this album at all because basically all of these other songs they are somehow about my feelings about my experiences about what was going on exactly in my life and uh, jennifer and jane could have been a whole different animal it could have ended up with such a topic and uh, with such a story it could have easily ended up on some other album Perhaps in a heavy metal album, on one of my heavy metal albums, you know, on albums like Killed Alive, maybe. You get the point. It could have been on some other album, it could have been a lot heavier, but honestly I did not want to drive it that far. And I think it belongs on the I Tell You What album because it sort of ties into it describes it shows the overall vibe and what was I thinking about, what did I feel at the time. And it wasn't just about me, it was about other things too. And this was part of of the life that surrounded me. This was something that was going on in the same city. And I think that it just organically belongs on the I Tell You What album. So guys, this is where I'm gonna wrap up this episode. If you haven't heard my music yet, please check out Catherine Corelli. Catherine spelled with a C. The link to my music is in the footnotes to this show. Discover Catherine Corelli on any streaming platform or online store wherever you consume music, look up Kevin Corelli and you can listen to you know my heavier music, my lighter music, my pop music, my experimental music, whatever. I have a whole variety of genres, and I'm only hoping, guys, that you might find something for yourself. And that is, in case you know nothing about my music at all. Also, if you want to check out my other shows, I do have a cat talk show on YouTube where i talk about a whole variety of topics and for the most part it's not even about music at all on various topics let's put it this way so if you want to discover cat talk look up katherine Crowley on youtube and find me there guys this is where i'm gonna wrap this up thank you very much for tuning in thank you for listening to the story i appreciate y'all's, and you will hear me on the next episode